0: So go ahead and subscribe to us, and follow along. The grace and the peace of our Lord rest on every heart and in every mind today. As we prepare for our mobilization fair, can I just take a moment of just pastoral privilege and and welcome some folks here. In addition to all of our JCBC leadership who will be peopling up these tables outside in just a few moments, we have as guests to our campus today several of our missional partners. And just can I, I didn't tell you I'd do this, but can I do this? If you are in the room, balcony or below, and you're operating a table and you're a missional partner of ours somewhere outside of JCBC, Would you do us the honor of standing so we can recognize and thank you and welcome you? Perfect. Great. I see you over here. Great. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. We are really grateful that you would spend your morning with us as we find the common ground that we share in in serving uh, the Lord's world today. Uh, Today, yeah, you're going to be asked to say yes to some things. I make no apologies about that. I'm gonna ask you to say yes to some ways that your church needs you. And, and I'm gonna ask you to say yes to some ways that our missional partners are serving the Lord and some of the most vulnerable in the world. And yeah, I'm gonna ask you to sign your name on a piece of paper and fill in a blank and. And stand in the gap and plug a hole in the places where we need you in this season of growth that we're experiencing. But I want you to be very clear about one thing. I'm not just asking you to sign your name and fill out a blank and plug a hole and stand in the gap. I am asking you to do those things. I'm asking you for more. For more. In the second letter to the Corinthians, Paul writes this letter to his friends. He had already been to the church at Corinth and he had expressed to them a deep desire that he had to go back and see them again. But then because life happens, for a number of reasons, he could not return to see them in the time and the fashion that he wanted. And rumor was beginning to spread that Paul was not a man of his word. And some were saying that Paul is one of those people who... You know, they say one thing and then do another. And in the context of somewhat defending his reputation but also teaching, Paul attempts to describe to them, no, no, in faith there must be congruency, integrity, continuity between your inner life and your outer life. What you say must match what you do and in that context, He goes on to explain this comes from the very nature of God's capacity to keep a good promise as well. And in the first chapter, the 20th verse, we hear Paul say these words. For in him, that's Jesus, in him every one of God's promises is a yes. For this reason it is through him that we say the amen to the glory of God. A fascinating passage that just really can stay hidden there, tucked away if you're not aware of the power, the potential of this verse. He's essentially saying that in Jesus, we see fulfilled in Jesus every promise that God has ever made or will ever make. That Jesus, in essence, is the great yes Of every promise that from time to time we wonder God will keep or not. What promises are those? The promise that I will never leave you nor forsake you. The promise that if I fall flat on my face and I blow it and my life comes unraveled at the seams, the promise that your life is not over yet. That that which is broken can be mended The promise that if I have walked down a path to my own self destruction, it is He who walks us back to a place of wholeness and salvation, forgiveness of sins, peace of mind. The promise that it actually is possible to wake up in the morning and have a stability of mind and a steadiness of heart that makes you want to go into the day. The promise of freedom and life and Paul says Jesus the resurrected one the one who is alive and has overcome overcome all things including death itself is the great yes to every promise we ever wonder God will keep or not but it gets even more beautiful than that the second part of that verse is for this reason it is through him that we say the amen you know that amen is not simply the way we end our prayers. It's not, it's not just what we say to close out a prayer. Amen is like a, a divine exclamation point. It's like whatever I've just prayed or said or hoped for or declared, then amen is the great... It means that, yes, technically, that's, it's guttural, That's Greek. It's, you know... It means, yes to what i have just said it means and so be it and may it be it means right on it means it means everything i just said is and can be trusted so when we are the great amen to the yes of god paul is saying jesus is the yes to every promise we wonder god will keep or not but our lives become the great amen the great exclamation point through which the yesness of God lives. It's even more beautiful when you read it from Eugene Peterson's translation. Whatever God has promised gets stamped with the yes of Jesus. In him, this is what we preach and pray, the great amen, the great right on, the great and let it be. God's yes and our yes together. Gloriously evident. God affirms us, making us a sure thing in Christ, putting his yes within us. Do you realize what this is saying? It, it's as if Paul is saying everything God ever promised is seen in the life and resurrection of Jesus. He is the great yes. But because God has put God's yes in us, then any promise God desires to keep in the world, God will keep through us. That means we live and order our lives in such a way as to be the amen to the resurrection. That means if there is one who is lonely and afraid and who has been shoved to the margins of society and the consciousness of all the rest of us, it is through us that the great yes of God welcomes them to the center and embraces them. If there is in this world those who are hungry and thirsty, and those who are strangers, and those who are sick and imprisoned, and if God's promise is that they too are seen and valued and treasured and worthy of God's love, then that yes is to be lived through us. Could anything be more beautiful than that? The trouble is, the only thing that can stop the yesness of God working through you to a hurt and broken world is your no. It's your no. So, when we were in Orlando, one of my friends owned and, and operated a, a comedy club of improv comedy. It was called Sack comedy, Sac comedy Lab or Lab. Sack Comedy Lab. And, and he, it was a great place. And some of the, the most famous comedians would come through there, like like Wayne Brady from Whose Line Is It Anyway? He got to start there. He'd come back and perform. You know, improvisational humor. One day I'm talking to Dave and I said to Dave, hey, Dave, you and I both stand on a platform and do a thing in front of people uh, on a regular basis. Do you ever, like, lose your place? Do you ever like draw a blank and you, you get stuck and you're like, oh, there went the computer screen. Blip is gone. I don't know where I am anymore. You know My pulpit, by the way, disappeared this morning. <laughs> Did you see me looking for it earlier? Like, so the worst fear is in this moment to just be blip, gone, right? So I said to Dave, what do you do? When you get to that point, he goes, well, I try not to. <laughs> I said, oh, okay. And he said, no, but it's easy. He said, I base my comedy on the laws of Newtonian physics. I said, of course you do, I mean, (laughs) yeah. He said, no, no, really, he said, an object at rest will stay at rest unless acted upon by another object, right? And an object that is in motion will stay in motion unless acted upon by another object. He said, the cardinal sin in improv humor is to stop the forward flow of the story. So on the stage, the goal is to tell the story and to keep that story moving forward. So the cardinal sin would be to say no, to stop the energy of some story that's being told. For example, you're on stage and somebody comes up and does improv with you and says, "Good morning, doctor." Well you could say, "I'm not a doctor. And then the energy stops. The forward motion stops. The story has ended. Or they could come on stage and say, uh, good morning, doctor. And you can say, yes. And good morning. How are you feeling today? And then they can say, well, not so well. I, I'm kind of hurting over here. And kind of in this area. And he can say, well, yes. And how long have you been feeling that way? Well, ever since I swallowed the golf ball. And then, you know, you got the story that you can work with. But not if you stop Because he says there's a principle in improv comedy called yes and. Yes and. Not no but. But yes and. I thought we might see what that looks and feels like since we're kind of having some fun today. So I've asked two of my close friends, Adam, Courtney, and Tommy Heaton to join me here on the platform. And we're gonna experiment a little bit Now, I told Tommy and I told Adam I'd like for us to practice a little yes and improv. But I didn't tell them anything about the context. I didn't tell them the storyline. I didn't tell them what I'm about to tell them now. So this is all fresh. So, guys, first of all, would you welcome our actors to the stage, please? All right. All right. And thanks for being good sports, guys. All right. You, you guys kind of step up like you're going to talk to each other. Here's, here's the scene. Okay. Here's the scene. Because you've not heard this yet, have you? You've been at church all morning. You've done Sunday school. You've sat through the worship. You've led in music. You've sat through the sermon. Now the service, service is over, and you're, you're going to go to lunch together. And at lunch, you're going to talk about church that this morning. It could be dangerous. It could be dangerous. That's right. So... Somebody get you started. Why don't you start, Tommy? Oh, Adam, Adam, Adam. Wasn't it a delightful Sunday? Yes, and I was very surprised by uh, some of the attire that I saw on the stage in the morning. That's good. Good. That means a lot coming from you. (laughs) What did you see that stood out? (sighs) Yes. (laughs) Uh, Did you notice the feather? Uh... (laughs) I didn't even realize Chief Nakahoma went to our church (laughs) okay good 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 all right all right hang on one more let's try one more (laughs) that's good okay all right good yes so one more run one at yes and you take the energy and it's not no but you take it yes and and you carry the storyline forward Here's the storyline. It's it's church and it's running late because the sermon is long. So like every Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and, and you have a tennis match that starts at 12.45. Take it away. And where are we? You're you're in church, and it's running long, and you've got a match. You're going to be late to it. Let me text Heather and tell her. No, um, Adam, I, got, I don't know what to do. This guy won't stop talking, and I've got to get to Dennis. Yes, and have you noticed that it's like this nearly every week? Yes, and also he has some good points. Yes, and he... he <laughs> and, he and he is my boss. Yes. And so, okay. Yes, and All, right. All right, let's <laughs> give him a hand. Well done. Okay, well done. <laughs> Just Good job. Good job. Thanks, guys. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, the point of improv comedy is a parable today because when we say yes and yield our lives to a relationship with Christ, we are saying yes to a yes and lifestyle we are saying amen in christ we see the great cosmic yesness of god lived out for all the universe yes and i will so order my life that i will become the great amen to his yes so that if i see one who is hungry i will feed them If I see one who is thirsty, I will give them drink. One who is a stranger, I will visit and welcome them. I will visit those who are sick and imprisoned. We cannot simultaneously live by the name of Christ and stop the forward motion of his love in this world with a no but. And that's very important on a day like today because today we're about to go into the halls and you're gonna see so many beautiful expressions of how we partner with one another and with those who are outside JCBC to be the presence of God's great yes in the world. But as you go, I wanna be very clear that I'm not simply asking you to go and sign your name and plug a hole and fill in a space. The truth is, you'll visit a table with our nursery. Asking for particular needs because our nursery is exploding with growth. You're going to visit our production table where you can get on the job training to to help assist in this ministry that gets our message out into the world. You are going to walk by a special needs table and learn that your simple patient presence could be the difference between one of our youngest who has particular needs, being able to see this as their church, a safe place where I get to come, and these are the people who love me. And, and you could say, no, but. No, but, see, I'm, I'm not really good with technology. No, but it's not my passion or a spiritual gift to fold burping cloths in the nursery. No, No, I'm just not cut out to be that kind of person who could spend my one and only worship service with children with particular needs. But what I'm asking you to do today is not say yes to those activities that need your energy. I'm asking you to say yes to something else. A few weeks ago, I was at the Golden Club dinner. Some of you are in the Golden Club. You've been married 50, 60, 65 plus years. And to, at that dinner, I said to you that it's amazing when you think back so many years ago, when we get married, any of us who get married, we say yes to a person. And we say yes to some things that we assume will happen. Right? We say yes to the, having kids maybe. We say yes to maybe having a house of our own. We say yes to wonderful seasons of celebration and victory and progress, achievement. But rarely when we get married, do we ever really know all that we're saying yes to. I mean, I I meet with newlyweds who we do their ceremony all the time and it blows my mind how much you don't know what you're saying yes to. Amen? (laughs) I mean, you don't. Uh, You you think you're saying yes to this fairy tale, and you are, but you're also saying yes to the sickness and the treatments and the loss of income. And you're saying yes to those seasons that can become so dark and so frightening you're not sure you want to make it through it. You're saying yes, not just to the one who makes you smile, but the one who you just want to, but you're not saying yes to those things. You're saying yes to a person. And all the mystery that that person is and is becoming and will be becoming for the rest of his or her life, and I'm saying to you, when you sign your name to volunteer and learn more about these ministries and the mission of the church, you're not saying yes to these things, you're saying yes to the person of Jesus Christ. And you're saying, I will make myself available to become the amen to the great yesness of Christ in this world. And when you do that, in whatever expression it takes today, you have then become truly available.